Are you celebrating the wins? I'll explain what I mean in just a moment. Hi, I'm Dr. Tom Ray, a John Maxwell Certified Leadership Coach. Welcome to Life, Love, and Leadership, where we discuss everything pertaining to life, love, and leadership. Let's get started. Welcome to Life, Love, and Leadership, brought to you by The Real Leadership Company. I'm Tom Ray. Uh, Today, we'll take a quick look at what it means to celebrate the wins, W-I-N-S, celebrate the wins. Uh, Before we do... I want to encourage you to download the the fill-in-the-blank PDF so that you can follow along with me today. Uh, You can do that by downloading the form in the description of this podcast, or you can go to realleadershipcompany.com forward slash podcast and click on episode 38 and look for the download in the show notes. Or you can email me for a free copy at tom at realleadershipcompany.com. Oh, and please subscribe to this podcast and tell others about it. Thank you. I like to kick off every show with an AOG, an attitude of gratitude. And today, I'm thankful for love. That's right. I said love. We just celebrated Valentine's Day yesterday. And isn't it a wonderful feeling when you receive love from someone else? And doesn't it warm your heart? when you're able to express love to someone else. There's no other feeling like it in the world. So show your love to someone today. Okay, let's jump into today's topic. Celebrate the wins. You know, as leaders, managers, business owners, pastors, and even parents, you know, we can find ourselves always grilling our teams or at least always talking about how we can improve, improve our leaders, improve our businesses, improve the bottom line and how we can grow our church and, and how we can get our child to move from a C to a B and from a B to an A and so forth. And those things are all well and good. And we should keep the momentum going and always be growing to the next level. But have you ever heard the expression, You need to stop and smell the roses. Are you so concerned with moving up in your career, climbing the corporate ladder, raising the bottom line, that it's causing stress and unhappiness in the company or even in your home? So maybe it's time for you to stop and smell the roses. You know, people who need to stop and smell the roses should stop working so hard. Let me explain. They need to slow down and take time to appreciate the many things that life has to offer. Often, this means enjoying the wonders of nature. Maybe looking at the stars at night or or feeling the wind blowing in your hair or smelling flowers growing near a busy street, whatever the case may be. But more importantly, and for the sake of this podcast, we need to take the time to celebrate the wins, W-I-N-S, the wins with our team, with our staff, with our people and with our children, even with our spouse. You see, we can become critical, always looking at what's wrong and how to improve, that we forget to recognize what we did right, and what our team did right, and what our child did right. And acknowledging the people in the room that helped us achieve those goals, no matter how insignificant they may be, 
it's important to do so. Because when people feel appreciated, they will often be motivated to improve and take the company, the church, and yes, even their grades to a higher level. Stop and smell the roses. Celebrate the wins. You know, very ambitious, highly driven people often need to stop and smell the roses. We sometimes call this person a type A kind of person. So they have a hard time slowing down and doing something as simple as smelling the flowers or saying a heartfelt thank you to those who are working so hard to make you or your company a success. So stop hurrying off to the next appointment or reaching the next sales goal. Take moments to celebrate the wins and and pointing out the rights instead of always pointing out the wrongs. You know, our staff, our team, our people, our children, they need to know that they are valued and appreciated. You know, I'm going to be really transparent with you right now. Recently, one of my leaders brought this deficiency of mine to my attention. He made me realize that I was so focused on improving the process that I failed to mention the wins along the way. And it wasn't that I didn't notice the wins, and I immediately pointed them out, but at the time of our discussion, it was not the focus of my attention. You know, my word for the year is intentionality, and I have to do a better job at recognizing the good and giving and showing honor where honor is due. Now, you may feel like you personally don't need all that appreciation and applause, But your team may be looking for a little bit of that, a little bit of that a boy or a good job, Charlie, (laughs) to let them know that what they are doing is really making a difference. You want your people to love what they are doing for you or the company, even if it's something that they hate doing. You know, I can guarantee you this, if they don't feel appreciated, If they don't ever hear the words of praise or affirmation from their leaders and parents, the quality of their work may not be as good as it could be. And you certainly don't want them to dread what they are doing. John Maxwell says this, that we add value to those we value. We add value to those we value. When people feel valued, they will be valuable and perhaps loyal to the company or organization. You know, for parents, you don't want your child growing up knowing that they got an A, but the A only reminds them of how much you did not appreciate them. Gary Chapman has a book titled The Five Love Languages. I will leave a link to it in the description of this podcast. But one of those love languages is words of affirmation. Now, if that type of person is not feeling appreciated, their work will probably be poor and you will probably end up firing them. And it all could have been avoided just by saying the words, thank you, or you're doing a good job, or we had a win today. If you're having a problem figuring out how to say thank you or how to show your gratitude or appreciation, check out episodes 36 and 37 of this podcast for a powerful perspective on gratitude. So I'm going to wrap up here in a minute, but I want to tell you a quick story about my father. In January of 1999, my wife and I were in the last service that my dad would ever preach at his church. During that service, he took 20 minutes or so to pin verbal roses on various people in the congregation. 
I remember sitting there thinking, why is he doing this? You know, it's not that it was unlike him to do this kind of thing, but it was unlike him to take 20 or 30 minutes to do it during a church service. The next day, my dad officiated a funeral. I sang at this funeral, and when I was done, my dad began bragging on me. I thought to myself, Dad, this is not about me. This is about the person you're doing the funeral for. Now, up to this point, I I had assisted him with probably a 100 funerals, and he had never done this before. But I'm thankful that he did because it would be the last memory I had of him expressing how proud he was of me. And those who were in that church service, his last church service, will never forget the words that he spoke to them. He impacted their lives forever. I got to tell you, I want to be like my dad when I grow up. What about you? So leaders, business owners, ministry leaders, parents, let's do a better job at recognizing and celebrating the wins in the lives of those in our sphere of influence. I'd love to hear your story, even about how you celebrated the wins with your people. You can email me at tom at realleadershipcompany.com. I hope you enjoyed this podcast and please don't forget to share it with others. And thank you for joining me on Life, Love, and Leadership. Thank you.